Hello, I'm Tori Archbold. For two decades, I've nurtured the world's top performing retail brands and celebrities. Now I'm asking entrepreneurs, CEOs and influencers to share their own secrets to success, their highs, their lows, their game-changing moments and how they got to where they are today. It's a podcast equivalent of opening the best little black book of contacts ever. If this resonates with you and you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone and into your power zone, I invite you to join my exclusive community via our website, powerful-steps.com. Today's Powerful Stories guest is someone who I met through the power of connection and actually by thinking about the possibilities of what we can create together. She reached out to me. I picked up the phone. We connected and it is Michelle Manello, CEO of the OTFC Group based in Adelaide, my superstar, super attractor. I cannot wait to deep dive on this Powerful Stories podcast. Welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank you, Tori. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Oh, I can't thank you enough. You know what? I think it takes a lot for a woman to actually step up and into her power zone. And I think nowadays so many women are afraid because they're in the comfort zone. What made you take a powerful step and showed you the possibilities to level up in life in this last year? Oh, wow. The last year, um, I think... Uh, if I go back a couple of years from that, you know, COVID really has changed the landscape for so many of us. And I think there were so many learnings that have come out of that. And more than that, I think it's actually made me to be such a different leader than who I was before. Um, And I just wanted to enhance that more. And what I was noticing within my team and my group of people was just that um, they needed a different leader. They needed somebody who was going to be very comfortable to lead in to all of the good and the messy parts of themselves and show up and make it very, very safe for them to also do the same um, because their lives have just been turned upside down as all of ours were. And so, you know, I had followed you for such a long time and I, I had seen that, you know, there were parts about myself that I also wanted to grow and learn about. And I think people see the word powerful as almost a dirty word or as a little bit of a strong word and you make that word very, very safe. And it's not using power in a bad way, but using it to own who you are and to bring the best of yourself to your family and to your team and to the wider community. And so doing that the past year has literally changed um, my trajectory um, and therefore where the business is going to be able to go. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. You know what? I'm excited for you and I'm getting goosebumps as we speak because what I love about you Michelle is you love seeing other people rise and I love seeing other people rise which is why we are such a great energy match and that's often where the magic happens, you know, when you're able to connect with like-minded women. But your roadmap to success, seeing you rise up as a leader, you have so many people that you lead on a daily basis, but you're also a mother and a wife collaborating with like-minded humans. But to me, I've always seen you as being unstoppable. I always say, oh, this is an idea I have, Michelle. And it's like, boom, within 12 hours, it's done. And I'm like, this woman, literally, you're unstoppable. But I want to take it all back to the beginning. Where did the power of your story begin? I think like with all of us, the power of our story begins in our childhood. And if I can be very vulnerable and lean into my childhood, you know, my my dad was a business owner and he was a butcher and he was an awesome butcher, but he, he did not know how to run a business. And so he was 
amazing at servicing people. He was just a really bad business person. And so his businesses failed and that impacted our family quite a devastating way. And they never recovered from that. And I, I, I reflect on that time and I learned a lot about that. You have to be incredible at servicing people, but equally it's okay to make bad business decisions, but you've got to learn from them. And where do you move forward to? And then thirdly is resilience. And, and you, you've got to be able to bounce back and, and, and you've got to know how to. And, and he didn't know how to do some of those things. And so I look back on that and I was, I don't ever want to find myself in a position to be like that. And I, um, and I think that has been my biggest driver to ensure that I am successful, but not only as a business person, but as a mum and as a wife and as a friend and a daughter and all of those things. So I think, you know, that was where it was born. It was my very first, you know, picture of what being in business actually looks like and how hard it is. And it's not glamorous. Um, you know, it is a hustle every single day, but I learned to love the hustle and it is so innately a part of who I am and how I show up. And you've built a multi-million dollar business with your husband. And that we it, absolutely have. <laughs> yeah, and it cannot be easy working and living with someone. How do you guys make the magic happen? Because you are double-digit growth, but most importantly, what you are creating is an extraordinary turnaround for others who are facing challenges. So you're giving them the gift of life again. You're giving them an insight into the possibilities that can be created for their own roadmap to success. How do the two of you create the magic? Well, I went to primary school with my husband, Tori. So we have known each other our entire lives. And um, so our relationship, just like many, you know, have gone through it, its twists and turns. And I'm, again, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that being in business together has absolutely hurt us. At, at, and at one point in 2015, we did go our separate ways for a period of time. And what it did make us do when we were able to reconnect was to put very strict boundaries around how we operate at work, what our roles are within the business, what we actually want to achieve, what our common purpose is uh, as business owners, and then who we are as husband and wife and um, parents to Izzy and to Noah. And so going through the separation was we were laughing about it the other day, uh, you know, seven years later, able to laugh about it to say it was probably the best thing that could have happened. It enabled us to step away, to look at ourselves and to actually see what we wanted and how we wanted to show up for each other moving moving forward. There's Dana and I, our purpose for the business is common and we just want to impact as many families as we possibly can and, and make their life and their experience of life as amazing and incredible as we can. We can't change their past and some of their some of their stories are heartbreaking and the trauma that they've had to experience. But, you know, from the moment that they enter our practice, the purpose is to change their life from, from that point forward. And so we are, are very strong with our boundaries to enable us to be able to do that. Can you give us an example of someone who's come into your clinic and it's been a 360 turnaround from the challenge that they faced? 
Oh, you know, there is a, <laughs> there is the poster boy for OTFC Group and his name is Alex and his family have been a part of our lives and, and our business since Alex was two and he's now 18. To, to put it bluntly, you know, doctors and mum knew something wasn't quite right with Alex. She had had an older son and doctors had pretty much ridden Alex off in terms of he will, you know, never be able to talk, he'll never be able to live a normal life um, and Sue and Dennis came to our practice and and Dino has worked so closely with them and he he is now the most joyful human that walks this planet. Uh, Life is very different for Alex but the way he perceives and experiences life is a lesson for all of us and Alex was the reason we actually started our second practice because he got too big to use any of the equipment in our first practice and so Dino said you know what I have to to build a new place for Alex. So Alex became the reason that we actually built the second the second practice. And and so we always say, you know, we're going to leave everything to Alex. He's the reason why this practice always grew. But um that is that is just one of many of many stories. And if we can learn anything from all of these families, it's just that they, you know, like I said, they experience such devastation at times. And as a parent, to know that your child is never going to be what you um, had hoped that they would be, but then also equally see that how they can experience life can be equally as joyful is quite a powerful thing. So, And you're not only changing the lives of children, you're actually transforming the lives of the parents who give birth to them. What are some of the conversations that you have with parents that are going through those challenging and traumatic times to let them know that, you know what, this is going to be a journey, but with the right mindset, you're going to get through this because you are a mindset queen yourself, Michelle. I'm a mindset queen. My daughter's just had a health scare this last week. And I just said to her, you can look at it two ways. Either way, you're having an operation. Let's not worry about the facts of what the results are. The fact is you're going to have an operation. Let's just accept that and we'll surrender to what it's going to be. And so when her results came back and they were good results, but the operation still had to go, she goes, I'm okay with that, mum. So that was my mindset switch. It was like, either way, we're not going into free fall here. We're going to get through this because it's just a process. How do you explain when someone's facing a health issue or a challenge How do you explain it in a way that empowers them? They have choices and, you know, they are in control of the choices that they have. And so to be able to present them and most of families, when they come here, they've just received a diagnosis that is going to alter their child's life. And they think it is the most devastating thing that they could possibly receive. And then our role is to show them that that is not the case and that there are so many things that we can do to improve improve the way that that child experiences life moving forward and also how that family will experience life. And so it is really, it's very similar to leading people and it's about having courage to have difficult conversations. It's about being compassionate and listening um, and really hearing what they're actually saying and then being able to help them find a pathway forward and giving them the tools to be able to do it for a long, a long time to come. One of the most difficult conversations is what's going to happen to my child when I'm no longer here? 
And that's a very difficult conversation because a lot of these kids potentially, if we do not give them the skills to live independently, they could potentially end up in a home. And and as a parent, that would be devastating to think, I don't have any family here or I don't have any other children. And so who is going to take care of my child? Very difficult conversations to have. Um, but again, if we can enable them with the choices and show them that we can upskill them so at least they can live independently and have functional skills, then again, it makes them, you know, it takes that pressure off um, and there are always options. Mm. And we'd like to say we'd like to adopt everybody, but that's not going to happen either. <laughs> so I say um, a great leader leads and they can also adopt the people that they want to adopt. I want to add that into that as well. <laughs> but a great leader leads and, you know, I've had the great pleasure of meeting a few of your team members. You have created an incredible culture within your business and it's a culture to me that's built on passion, it's built on purpose, it's definitely built on intent and delivery. But what strikes me as absolute pure gold in your business and the power of your brand is the energy, you know, the energy of everyone that works in there. Now, that's very rare to find. How did you create it? Um a lot of hard work to begin with. You know, when you first start off in business, you're winging it most of the time, let's be honest. And and then you start to realise that that doesn't work and you need frameworks to operate within. A part of who I am is I love to watch people and I love to understand how they're showing up and what they're mm. actually what the intent is behind that. And I spent a lot of time doing that. I spent a lot of time sitting with my team, understanding who they are, what they want, uh, what does success look like for them? And Dino equally does the same. We created a very strong leadership team that also care so much for their team. You know, when I'm onboarding um, and I'm a part of the onboarding team, when I onboard new employees into the organisation, I always say, it's so rare for organisations to be able to actually hand on heart say these people actually care about each other. They All of the OTs that work for us honestly care so much about the people that they work with um, and that translates into how they show up for their families and their clients. And we just have so much respect for each other. So that's number one. Um, we like to have fun. Um, and I think that's something that comes through with the energy. And I think we're a bit cheeky because, you know, there's a lot of the hard stuff that we do in the background. You know, we hear a lot of the hard stories that we've got to balance it with the fun. And and we are not scared to lean in and talk about how we're feeling and to honour those emotions and just to hold space for people. And so... I think we do that very, very well. I was in a meeting yesterday, actually, and the guy was like, God, I want to be a part of that, of you guys. You're always like laughing in meetings and you're fun and you've got this beautiful energy and always makes me so happy because that's all I would ever want is I want people to come to work and be happy, love coming to work, yeah. be able to make a difference in, in somebody's life and go home and feel like they've contributed mm. to, the, to the world. You know. Absolutely. And you know my mantra is a happy heart is a magnet for miracle, but you can't have Absolutely. that happy heart unless you become vulnerable. And so many conversations with leaders all around the world this week on the podcast is the one thing that has got them to the top of their game is being vulnerable. 
And I just want to ask you this question because, you know, you built a multi-million dollar business that's creating and delivering impact. It's going to double in the next couple of years. How important is it to keep showing up but being vulnerable when you hit a speed hump? It It is the most important thing. When I think about and when I look at who my next lot of leaders will be, you know, it is that sits at number one. If you cannot, if you do not know your story, if you cannot lean into all of those awesome parts about who you are, if you don't know who you are, you know, know, a part of being vulnerable is just being able to sit with yourself and learn about yourself and how you show up, you know, like what are you like when somebody triggers you? What are you? your triggers, you know, that whole self-awareness piece. But it's a, just really about owning who you are and loving who, who you are. You know, it's more than that. And then and then just letting the world know who you are, you know, what you stand for, what you believe in uh, and where you want to go. And there's no shame in doing and owning any of that. Um, I think for such a long time, you know, we're not supposed to talk about that or, you know, it, was, it wasn't normalised to be like that. But now, you know, in the landscape and I know in our, in our organisation and where we want to go, that's that's who we want as leaders and that's who we want as people to work in the organization so vulnerability is the most is the first thing in my leadership set of you know matrix that I that I absolutely look for it's so important and you know the other thing that I want to add to that as well is that I always say when something looks like it's too good to be true it normally is it is it's crazy but it's true now You've got a lot planned in the next few years. I know that. (laughs) I'm not going to deny that. But what I would like to know and what everyone else would like to know is what is your next powerful step? Oh, so we've got a national rollout planned, which is super exciting for the OTFC group. Um, and so in the next couple of years, you know, we're going to going from having three practices to having 12 and that's, and that's huge. But more exciting than that, we're looking at launching an international platform. Again, going into our purpose and reaching as many families as possible. I've hired an, an amazing OT from Argentina who arrives on Saturday. And so she's just going to, you know, launch into the South American market for us and that's incredibly exciting. But for me personally, my next powerful step is it's still learning to um, to to be okay with having success and owning it because sometimes I still shy away from that. You know, I still find it a little uncomfortable. Even hearing you talk about some of those things, I go, yeah, we've done that. But a little part of me says, oh, that, you know, makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, So I know that there is still work that I need to do within myself to make that really comfortable because what we have done and what we're about to do is super exciting. It's so exciting. And there is nothing wrong with claiming that success to shine a light for others. And I think as women... I struggled with that for a very, very long time. Yeah. And I remember the first client that I said, hey, we've we've just delivered over a billion dollars worth of <laughs> upsell for you and your business. And you, you're now selling at this $100 million level. And I said, and I want to talk about it to other people. And I remember so clearly he said, you can't share that. Yeah. And I remember going against what he said and I shared it. 
And it was game changing because I think, you know, as women, so often we were taught that we were behind the scenes. We were the one pulling the levers and that the men got up to claim that crown. Whereas what I love about you and Dino is it's shared success. But what I've learned along the highway of life as well as a woman is don't be afraid to claim what you've contributed to because it's not just us delivering those results. It's a team. And when we talk about should we claim that success, should we share it with people? You know, in the example that I just gave you, I absolutely shared it, but I credited everyone that was involved. And I think that's the key to giving yourself permission is just understanding that you you might be the conduit, but there are so many other people there. And why not share it with everyone? Absolutely. Why not celebrate that success? It's such a powerful tool. You are you are so you are so right. You know. Um, and again, I was in a meeting the other day, and somebody said, "Oh, should we should we share that about you know what you want your end revenue to be at that time?" And I was like, "Why why wouldn't we? You know, why wouldn't we share that? That that's that's really important for us." But I agree, there's still work to be done in that space. Yeah, give yourself permission to shine and become your own success story. And I'd like to say, Michelle, you are my success story today because I am so excited about what you're creating. But most importantly, I'm inspired by just seeing you step up and into your power this year. So thank you so much for being a part of the Powerful Steps community. But most importantly, thank you for shining a light for other women in leadership. It truly is inspiring. Thank you, Tori. Um, I think you have enabled a lot of that for me this year. So I just also want to take that opportunity to say thank you. Being around you has innate and, and, and you make it, you always want the success for every for everybody else. And that is one of the nicest things to be around. And it's almost like I want to make you you proud. So. I want to be proud always. I already am proud. I, I get to this point where I go, oh, my gosh, look at Michelle. She's flying. And then I go, but we can fly further. Yeah. We can always fly further. The journey is never over. Never. You know, why stop when you're onto a good thing and, you know, you're making a difference in other people's lives. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Tori. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for being here with me today. I trust that you enjoyed listening to yet another powerful story. Sometimes we can forget just how incredible we are as women and how important it is to support each other. I'd love for you to take a moment to review the podcast and help support the show. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it across your social media. Be sure to tag me so that I can give you a shout out too. I'm a true believer of women supporting women and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Much love, Tori.